I got an email from Papa Roach. I saw that. Tell me, hold on. Papa Roach, like, they're still around. I know they have, like, a punkier look, right? Cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort, Papa Roach. Did they open the email with that? Like, cut my life into pieces? So, and, (laughs) like, to be fair, this was not actually an email from Papa Roach. It was an email that, like, subject line read a note from Papa Roach, which my brain immediately was like, holy shit, Papa Roach is still around, followed by, I'm sad, I know that Papa Roach is still around. Huh. I thought they'd gone away finally, and it was just an announcement for, like, new tour dates or something. I like, I opened it up with, like, oh, this is not at all what I was hoping it was going to be. And it was like, it's like, oh, Ticketmaster. I'm like, yeah, I, I could have, uh, yeah, I should have guessed that, but, like, the email was even, like, it wasn't from Ticketmaster, it was, like, something at paparoach.com or something, where I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck? How'd I wind up on the Papa Roach mailing list? Huh. How did you end up on their mailing I list? I don't know. I've you, never, you, I, I've never bought as that. or seen anything from Papa Roach. I've, I, I've heard their stuff, obviously, because I owned a radio in the early 2000s, but, yeah, it, it was just, like, a note from Papa Roach. Like, it took me a second to realize it was that Papa Roach. I'm like, it's a weird name for a weed shop. You would know of multiple Papa Roaches? I know there's one, but now you thought of non-banned Papa Roach? Like, I'm sorry, if you got an email from something describing itself as a note from Papa Roach, would you assume it was the band? Uh, yeah, initially, yes, I would assume it's the okay, band. Okay, so I wouldn't, because I assume that band was over. Like, it's the... I get enough emails from, like, weird weed shops and other stuff where I've seen a lot of, like, really bad pun names that the idea of there being, like, some stoner bakery in my neck of the woods that put me on some mailing list because that's what happened since I bought my house. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, Papa Roach Bakery, of course, if this makes sense. It, yeah, no, banned. You know, it does surprise me that there would be a bakery called Papa Roach Bakery. Yeah. <laughs> if that was a thing. That yeah. seems like a name that would fly around. Yeah. Although I can also imagine them franchising their name out because I don't know what they do nowadays, I... music-wise. Music, one would assume, but yeah. Huh. That's still trippy, though. Yeah. Papa Roach. Papa Roach. So are you going to go watch them now? I mean, they did Fuck reach no, out to you. Papa Roach. <laughs> they did reach out to you, Charlie. You I... owe them that. I don't owe them shit. What's Papa Roach <laughs> been doing for me for the last couple of years? Nothing, that's what. <laughs> oh man, I could just if you thought that was this la- their their last retour. Uh fuck you. Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast episode 138. Woo! Woody woo, we have survived 138 episodes of this glorious glorious Gathering of the minds, if you will, where we discuss such things as video games. Are we a brain uh, trust? Huh? Are we a brain trust at this point? I don't know if it could be a brain trust. I meaning mean, of the minds? Meaning of the minds? I mean, that would be like for like small groups. I think once you hit brain trust, you got to have multiple, like more than like maybe five. No, no. I don't know. Is, is there a number cap on between brain, brain Are trust we a and jackassery think tank? We're definitely a jackassery think tank. That's a okay. given. I, I don't think we can shy away from that one. All right. I'm okay and with I don't th- that. 
And I don't think any number increase or decrease will change the fact that we're always going to be in jackass thinkery or whatever you call it. Oh. But yes, uh, 138. You are the Wicked Awesome cast. I am, of course, Alex, a.k.a. Mave Online. And I am here today with Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak. Yo, Henry's out this right. week. Yeah, Henry's doing Henry things. He's probably body slapping, body slapping, body slamming several, uh, several people today. Do not confuse know. the two. The body slap is a totally different wrestling maneuver, if I remember correctly. It, it is, and apparently it really fucking hurts. Yeah, hard style. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's probably out body slamming the enemies or people who write negative reviews about this podcast. So if you're thinking about writing a negative review to this podcast, just remember, he wrestles. Yeah, like now our threat of Jay and Silent Bobbing our critics is even scarier if you think about it. That's right. Now, before we were malnourished nerds, but now we've got an actual athlete on the team. Yeah. <laughs> just remember that. I, I still. I still hold on to, like, if we ever made enough money off this and were, like, successful enough, I would totally try to embark upon a campaign of Jane Silent Bobbing our critics. Just <laughs> showing up at people's houses being like, do you post as X? Alright, cool. We're gonna kick your ass now. <laughs> That's the best part of that movie. That's right. So, we got a couple of video game newses, things to talk about. We do. Um, it's actually not that decent news. It's uh, not as negative as previous weeks have been. Yeah. I mean, I, I still get to talk a little bit about Activision and Blizzard, of course. Sure. Yeah, but what week isn't complete with that at this point? I know. I think we've had something for the last couple of weeks every time there's been something Try for Try months, dude. Yeah, or at least right. two months of talking about this shit. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, boy. Okay. So, yeah. Uh... Charlie, tell us about your week, sir. I, I've watched a bunch of stuff. Before I get into that, uh, I played the God Eater 3 action demo. I guess I played it technically a little bit before last week, too. I just forgot to talk about it, so I want to talk about that now. Um, we were talking about God Eater on this podcast. Are you familiar with God Eater, Alex? I am not, but okay. fill me in. Okay, so God Eater is Monster Hunter with a heavy sprinkling of anime bullshit on it. Hmm. Like I and I fucking love the Monster Hunter. I love Monster Hunter. I like God Eater as well. They're different enough that they I kind of dig it. So for Monster Hunters, you have one weapon. God Eater, you have like these switch weapons that are a melee weapon, a gun, a shield, and I feel like I'm forgetting some stuff. And it's like anime ass stuff, like broadsword or scythe, and then the gun part is like a shotgun or a rocket launcher. And it's not like set weapons have set things. It's you equip. Like, the sword part, you, you equip the melee part of your weapon and the gun part, and you have to customize that in your shield, and it's got that kind of cool, what's the right word, like, Attack on Titan mix of, yo, we're hunting monsters with giant fuck-off swords, but also, we have, like, anti-tank weapons in those swords, so technology's just all fucking over the place, and also then your weapon turns into, like, a demon head thing and eats the things you slay, so... You can harvest their parts. It's there's a lot of weird to God Eater, and this was the action demo that showed off, or God Eater Three, sorry, that showed off the action aspects of it. The combat's always been kind of cool, where there's a real kind of heavy weight to how Monster Hunter works. Uh, God Eater's always had that weight, but also been kind of 
anime jumping and slashing around stuff to it. They're, they're different. They're very similar but different, and they're kind of... I think of God Eater as one of the other really good examples of what the Monster Hunter genre can bring you, and it's different. Like, it's... it's. I wish I could remember my favorite one out there where, like, it had this whole grappling mechanic where it was... um. Monster Hunter, except you always had a grapple hook attached to your arm, so you would, like, target specific arms and limbs, and you could chop them off for, like, to disable weapons and shit. It, it's different. That's not, and that's not God Eater. That's a whole separate game for the PSP, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's anime as hell. I, it's the last... It, I believe this is the first one that's de- this, um, uh, developed exclusively for consoles and PC. The previous ones have been, like, either ports of a PSP game, or... Like an imp- like a HD mastering of a PSP game. It's been weird, and this one looks real good. It's it's sharp looking in a way the previous ones weren't. But at the same time, though, too, I expect like the full ridiculous JRPG story this franchise has brought us way mm-hmm. too many goddamn times. Like, uh, you 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 track. So it's like Monster Hunter and uh, God, what's that movie that came out recently with the traveling cities? Um. Mortal Engines had a baby because you're like the elite hunting force, essentially, for a giant mobile city kind of cruising across the world infested with, like, demon god monster things. Oh. Yeah. That's pretty nifty. I I, I didn't think Monster Hunter could get any more anime, but from what you're describing... Oh, no, Monster Hunter comparatively is pretty, like, grounded in the... Like, as grounded as you can get with a bunch of people running out to hunt monsters with cloud strife swords... It's pretty grounded by comparison to a lot of what its competitors do, especially compared to God Eater, where it's, yeah, this is hmm. not so shit. That's good. I, it's, I, I've never thought God Eater was quite as good as Monster Hunter, and this one's definitely the best God Eater so far, and it kind of it's, it distinguishes itself a little bit more, which is nice. It's also bringing some more of the staple uh, Monster Hunter weapons in, like it finally has dual blades. Previously, the weapons were kind of all pole army or broadswordy things to justify having a gun, and the new ones like, nah, you can like combine the blades to make your gun now and shit. Which it's a nice change. It's I will be getting this when it comes out because I won't be playing as much of it as I did in Monster Hunter. I I always play God Eater and go, yup, and then I stop. But on top of that, I also finally beat Arthur Morgan's story for Red Dead Redemption. I'm in the epilogues, one of two, and I have no goddamn clue that I finished either of them. Really? I, it's, I did not realize how much the story of Arthur Morgan was keeping me going in that game, and like we need to do a spoiler cast at some point for that game. And either you or Henry have to play that game or not give a fuck about it because I, I, you could rip the fifth chapter of that game out of that game and it would be a significantly better game. Like, it's, if you did not have literally a fifth of that game, or I guess an eighth of that game, technically, I'm not sure how the two epilogues stack up kind of content wise, but like, there's a sizable portion of that game that if you jettisoned, our conversations about Game of the Year would have been very different. Because mm. the sixth chapter, the last chapter of Arthur Morgan, and then kind of the other stuff happens, is fucking great. There's some strong-ass moments in that chapter. There's some weak-ass moments, like 
it, it's weird. Like they always talk about the importance of editing and film, and it's starting to feel like maybe for some of these games there needs to be editing for video games because, like, even the sixth chapter, which is a strong ass chapter from start to finish, has at least like one subline that you could very easily trim down to like a mission or two or completely remove, and I don't think it would negatively impact the game at all. Like, mm. it, would, it would tighten it up some and add a little urgency, I think, that sixth chapter requires. I, I'll stop beating around the bush. There's a Native American storyline in that game that is bad. Like, it's... In a game with several bad storylines and kind of not always the best story missions specifically, in a game where you're playing for the strangers and the side content in the world, a lot of the Native American stuff, like and the characters around them are great. It's the missions themselves are just, they're not good for how late they are in the game. They're slow. They're deliberately slow. They're just, ah, I don't know. I, they're, like, as I said all along, they're a very deliberate choice that I don't like. And I think a lot, like, as the lots of game of the year stuff after we put our game of the year stuff up, and it was weird hearing so many people talk favorably about Red Dead having never gotten to chapter five and I think chapter five is a very important part of that game because either you're going to still love that game afterwards or you're only going to care about Arthur Morgan's story after chapter five and it's a it's it's the most binary polarizing thing in that game I think like it's the it takes me from I don't like some of these choices but whatever they're very deliberate choices to nah this is undefendably bad mm-hmm and, like, it combined with your deliberate choices is problematic. Like, it's the... And then when you go into 6 and have some of the weakest story missions of the game that aren't really part of the main story, it just it adds an unfortunate level uh, layer of, uh, I gotta go do this now, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Manny has actually said the, uh... What's it called? I need, I need to, uh talk with her because she's been saying a lot of the stuff you've been saying recently about the last parts of the like she got to the island not too long ago that, okay so that's the fifth chapter yeah and she was just like this just feels really fucking out okay, of place if, if we're gonna go into it now that island fucking sucks like yeah, that is she the said worst the part thing. of the game hands down and it takes you from I am fucking grooving with this and puts you in an environment where all of the cool parts of that game are stripped out and it becomes a Oh yeah, the shooting in this game isn't great. Oh yeah, the cover mechanics in this game aren't great. What else does it do? Oh, nothing? Huh. Ugh. Yeah. Well, one of the biggest beefs she had apparently was so the island apparently uh was like added last minute in some That's sort of weird a way. Rumor, and I actually don't believe that. Well, here here's something that helps support it apparently. There are creatures you can hunt for pelts on that island. Yeah. And the weapons to get the perfect pelts aren't in the game. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, they added something there that you can't possibly even complete in the first place. Yeah. Leading to me like it's just incomplete. Because in order to, I, she was telling me there was something about, a, there was a bird or something that you could have to, you can hunt. And you can get, because she likes to do all the perfect pelt stuff sure. and all that and the collections. She's big on that. So um, she was saying there's absolutely no way to get the bow that she's referring to yeah. no, to that, hunt that because it's not in the game. That makes a lot of sense, actually. It, with that as support, like, it's the... It's 
it feels problematic in that game. Like, and this sounds terrible. If you cut the entirety of the island and just like you get on a boat, some shit happens, the island happens, and then you're back kind of in the actual main area of the game. Like if it just went from some shit happening on the boat to you washing up on the shore, that game's better. That game's way better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it's that island is the most bizarre momentum killer in the game. Mm-hmm. She said the same thing. She was also pissed off that she lost all her stuff and had to complete a certain story chapter until, or in order for her to get all her stuff back. Yeah. It just felt really fucking weird. Yeah. So, spoilers for anybody who's listening. Yeah, to it's, uh, chapter five is bad. Chapter five is bad. Uh, it's, I, I need to talk to someone. Like, it's the, there's, I, I have so many complicated feelings about that game because, like, there's some real cool shit and there's also just some, like, man! And, like, every fucking YouTuber out there is talking about single-player DLC for that game. That is never happening, because there was never single-player DLC for GTA V. Mm-hmm. It's, maybe you get an Undead Nightmare thing, but that's gonna be it. Like, I, I don't think any new content for that game is ever coming. I may I, I may actually run the idea of talking to Manny and see if sure. she'd want to do I, that podcast episode, yeah, the no, cast with you. I need someone to talk to about that game. Like, and it's the, <laughs> like the things I want to say are the most spoiler ass in the weeds. Like I'm going to ruin that game for anyone who's not played up to the points I'm going to talk about in that game, kind of thing. Like it's the yeah, it, it's I yeah. Mm-hmm. There will be no stone. There will be no stone unturned. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll run it by her and see what sure. she says. I'd be intrigued if she if she would to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's the hell of a game, both in the good meaning of a hell of a game and bad meaning of a hell of a game. It's a complicating thing, but in less complicated feelings, I watched three ridiculous that four actually five technically. I watched five ridiculous things this week. Mm-hmm. So first off, I have consumed roughly four hours of documentaries about the Fire Festival because Netflix and uh, Hulu put theirs out in the same goddamn week, and I ate that shit up like it was candy. Oh, that's right. I heard they ended up each putting one out. Yeah. So that's the weird thing. They're really different. It's like the two, when paired together, paint a, a fascinating kind of experience through that whole thing because. They focus on such different shit, and there's controversy about both one that like equally invalidates them, but by their powers combined, I feel very knowledgeable about Firefest now. Oh, like I really recommend actually watching the Hulu one than the Netflix one because the Hulu one focuses on like the guy behind it, and the Netflix one focuses on the actual Firefest of it. Like the Hulu one has like ten minutes of actual Firefest, and the rest of it's kind of this weird exploration of the social media around it and all that shit and the Netflix one is very like this is what happened at Firefest. Here's how we got there. It's very matter of fact and less exploratory, but they're both fascinating. I'm intrigued. I, it's, <laughs> it's it's worth your time. It's yeah, it it's I have never hated social media more than after watching both of those things. Uh but uh, me and my girlfriend also watched um a Netflix documentary called Catwalk, uh-huh. which is a documentary about the uh, Canadian 
competitive cat world. What? Uh, it's, you know dog shows? Yeah, no, I know dog shows. There like the big shows. one that they do every year. There are cat shows? There are cat shows. How do you shows. even get a cat? How do you even get a cat to cooperate with doing some shit like that? Training, it's it's very different from dog shows, as best I can tell. But I I did not watch it for the cats. I watched it because I got to see a Canadian woman say things like, well, things happen, cats go missing. Like, a woman making honest-to-God, like, veiled threats about maybe killing an animal or another competitor. Like, it, it, it was creepy and psycho the entire way through, and... Again, like it's called Catwalk. It's kind of worth watching in like a dark, humorous way. Huh? There's a point where one of the main three like competitors, like owners, is whatever that word is, like loses pretty majorly, and they have this like bizarre, dramatic. She scuba dives, like her drifting off into darkness in a pool, and just it's this like, oh, this isn't supposed to be funny, but it is. <laughs> The editing for it is amazing. Like, the, the production aspects of the documentary are top-notch. And, like, you can tell some, like, hardcore nature photographer or cinematographer got stuck doing this. Okay, I gotta pay rent this month. Who needs a got film guy? We're doing a cat documentary. Fuck it. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> He's way too good at his job for that movie, and the editor's also way too good at his job for that movie. It's... Uh, it's again like it's an hour and a half of your time. Like it's the watch it or don't. I had a lot of fun watching it and just laughing my ass off the entire time. Uh, we also started watching the TV show called Deadly Class, which is the most Charlie ass TV show ever made. That show sounds familiar. I think it's a I've school heard about... about murder. What? It's Hogwarts for assassins. Hogwarts for assassins, you say? Like, so the main character is a dude that they imply. Like, so mild spoilers, but it's first episode, so they're not really. The main character is a dude whose parents were killed by an insane woman freed from the psychiatric system by Ronald Reagan, jumping off like a bell tower or something and crushing his parents on impact, killing them instantly. He winds up in fo- like the foster boys care thing. Some shit goes down. He burns the place to the ground, killing like everyone inside of it. Is on the run. It's like is super homeless and gets approached by a school of elite assassins, like Sin City style, sorta. And that's all like the first ten minutes of the first episode. Huh. Like there's a part of that show where they are at a lunchroom and one of the characters is breaking down the like, the clicks of the school and it's like fucking Mexican cartel, Yakuza, gangbangers, others, and, like, the he- the, he- the Hessens or something. And it's like, man, this is weird and, and kind of awesome. Like, one of these school assignments is go murder someone that deserves it. <laughs> and, like, my favorite character on the show is the uh, guy who runs the um, gangbangers, who's the... Like, fantastic character, just like, every moment he can is just shit-talking the main character. Which is, it's like, it comes out of nowhere to shit-talk him, where it's like, oh, I heard you're hard. Not hard enough, motherfucker! <laughs> so I killed you, killed a guy, just one guy? <laughs> it's, he's great. Like, and it's this, it's, it's like this bad interpretation of the 80s, where just, like, the others are, like, punks with mohawks and dyed hair and shit. And just hot goth chicks, and you're like, the fuck? Like, 
the first episode ends with a moonshine party on top of the school, which I think is like hidden behind a Chinese butcher factory or something. I, it's fucking weird, but kind of cool. I have to check this out. This is so interesting. Henry it's Rollins like... plays not Snape. I that's right. I saw that in the. I saw that he's on there. Yeah. Henry Rollins plays not Snape. And it's kind of, my girlfriend watched some of the episode before I did. So we were watching it as a couple, and she goes, "Yeah, so not Snape is in this." I'm like, "What the fuck does that mean?" Ten minutes later, oh shit, Henry Rollins is not Snape. <laughs> Man, Henry Rollins, what have you been up to? <laughs> not being Snape, uh, uh, being Snape apparently though. <laughs> but uh, probably the most important thing I watched this week um, that that you like I, I can full heartedly recommend is. I went and saw Dragon Ball Super Broly. Ah, uh, that's on my list to go see. So it is fucking amazing. Like it's, oh, I'm so glad. It, 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 that, I'm sure you all can guess that I'm a huge Broly fan based on my reaction to them announcing him for um, uh, Dragon Ball Fighter. Yeah, but so like I, I, I like the Dragon Ball Bridge people acknowledge that Broly is super cool but super dumb, and that original Broly movie is the dumbest thing ever, but also the best Dragon Ball Z movie because it got the best fight. Like, super legendary Super Saiyan Broly just beating the shit out of the Z-Warriors, whatever the fuck they're called, is why you watch that movie. Like, when he fucking grabs Piccolo by the head and throws him along the length of a building and takes the building on top of him, that's what you want. That's that's the movie you want to see. Dragon Ball Super Broly somehow retains that same maniacal laughing, Kakarot screaming, just like shredding your voice actors' vocal cords with just animalistic rage roars, but also makes Broly the main character and sympathetic and like the deepest character in all of Dragon Ball history. It is good in ways it has no right to be. Well, apparently it's doing really fucking well because I think it it's the number one should. movie in the box office this weekend. It really should like it's so so literally like here's here's what happened to me. So I got to work at like early in the afternoon. So a bunch of trailers came out. I watched them. I'm like ah whatever. I'll watch it. It comes out on DVD. And then like I that's like we record on Sundays normally. So like the weekend prior to when we recorded this, it fucking wrecked at the box office and people were like. No, it's fucking amazing. I go, okay, cool. I live in Pasadena. I work in Pasadena. I live in LA. I can find... There's gotta be something around here showing it. Like, probably some stupid art house theater. Dragon Ball Super Broly. Holy shit! Lots of places are showing this real movie times and, like, big theaters. So, what I'm seeing a Thursday afternoon in, like, the biggest theater and have an AMC near my um, apartment or near my house. Mm. I'm like, this is... I'm like, okay, this should be in the small theater. Not the big theater. Flash forward to the movie. Actually, holy shit! It sold out at four thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, no, it's it's crushing it right now. Yeah, it's that movie is a billion times better than it has any rights to be. And if you can see it in theaters, you should. Like, it's the character redesign of Broly is amazing. The explanation of his powers is amazing. Like, there's no bad part of that movie it's really weird because huh. it's dragon ball dragon ball is bad but also 
damn, Broly is so cool in this one. <laughs> like, he's cool in that original one, but man, is he cool in this one. Like, it's funny when it needs to be, and, like, the implications of a couple things are even funnier. Like, but, like, it's also, like, just some of, it's, it's hands down the best Dragon Ball fights you've ever seen. And it's Broly, so it's the best Dragon Ball fights you've ever seen. Because that dude is just the fucking juggernaut of that universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's so good. Like, I've not been, like, I, I've been waiting for this podcast because no one I know is the right person except for you, Alex, to talk to about Dragon Ball Super Broly. <laughs> like, I'm like, I need to find someone. Like, hi, I showed up at the anime meetup group. Okay, talk about Broly. Oh, we talked about stuff. We're talking about Broly. I need to talk <laughs> about Broly. And I would go so far as to say, like, it's the, the movie is definitely better if you know Dragon Ball Super. And like, if, like, if you're with original Broly, it's probably even funnier because you're like, how did they make Broly good? How? This is not supposed to happen. But, like, I think you could enjoy this movie as just a movie. It's that self-contained and good. Like, if you like fight movies, there is a part of this movie where Broly beats the shit out of Goku in a way that, it, with a level of brutality I have never seen in Dragon Ball previously. Like, the animation for it is so well done. Like, everything that happens in this, like, 10-second sequence, you just go, oh! Oh! Ah! <laughs> like, it is, the most, it is the most satisfying and brutal thrashing Goku has ever received, and it's just done... Um, it's, like, I've never noticed a movie's, like... A, I've never noticed an uh, animated thing's sound score before, before this movie. Like, the sound in this movie is great. Like, so, they tamper with the story some, so you don't have Broly screaming Kakarot all the fucking time. Which is good, because the one time you get the Kakarot scream, it's on this, like, amazing sound cue. And it's not Broly screaming it, it's the soundtrack scream. It's like, yeah, we know, at least one of you in the audience is here to see Broly scream Kakarot, and we're not going to give it to you. We're going to give you a better, like, he'll be powering up. We're going to hide the word Kakarot in the power-up sound effect. And you're going to sit there and go, like, that's even cooler. <laughs> that does sound pretty fucking Oh, yeah, good, no, like, it's, it, it's full of so many fan servicey moments that, like, don't get in the way. Like, it's the, if you love Broly as a character, there are so many kind of, like, subtle callbacks to, yeah, we know the Broly movie sucked. But Broly is so goddamn cool. And you're like, yeah, no. This is amazing. Like, I need you to see that so we can do a spoiler cast about that because there is a 10 second sequence in that movie that you're going to want to talk about. I am very intrigued. Oh, it is. Like, if you can see it in theaters, totally do it. It's amazing. Like, I, it's the a flashback to like 12 year old Charlie who cares an ungodly degree about Broly. Because that was, like, the anime thing you could get in my neck of the woods was DBZ shit. And I got my hands on, like, a third-degree bootleg Broly thing at an anime convention. And I'm like, I will watch this till this cassette breaks. And I did. Like, I want to travel back in time and be like, yo, Broly's cool in the future. Yeah, he's cool now. Nah. Broly's cool. His movie sucks. They're going to make a new movie eventually, and you're going to be like, man, Broly is so cool now. Why is he the most sympathetic character in all of Dragon Ball history now, too? 
Also, Broly's hot in this one. <laughs> yeah, it's in a franchise that's full of shallow ass characters. The fact that they give like Broly an arc and character development that they've never demonstrated they could write before, and it works, and it's fucking Broly with it. You're just like, man, okay. Like, he has a motivation that makes sense where he is at the start of the movie, the end of the movie. You're like, okay, yeah, this is a logical path to it. Like, the, the fight between him and Goku makes more sense than the previous one did. Like, it's not he hates Goku because he cried a lot, which is what the original Broly motivation was. It's just such a fucking good movie. Go see it. Support it. Yeah, Please. no, that's on my list. I, see I it did theaters, see it. Like you like, and that's like, it deserves to be seen in theaters. Like, the fights are that big and the sound is that cool. Where it's like, yeah. Oh, I'm fucking stoked. Yeah, do it. <laughs> but that's what I've been up to. Very nice. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, like, I, I love that movie so much, I wanted to bring back preambles just week so I could yell Kakarot in a Broly voice. <laughs> <laughs> now, now it all makes sense. Ugh. I'm on to you, sir. I yeah. I... <laughs> maybe we'll do the actual. Maybe we'll do the actual Broly voice at the end of the episode. I don't know. Like I was practicing Broly voices specifically to do that. And I'm like, no, we're not gonna do that. That's a weird way to start a podcast. But like, yeah, I came out of that movie like, yeah. I feel like we have to give you at some point before we end this podcast today. That's how we have to end it. Sure. We have to just yell Kakarot or something. Maybe. <laughs> we'll figure something out. Uh, well, my week was not as intense, if you will, but I did also see a movie that I thought was really, really, really fucking good. Um, I went to go see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I've heard that's good. It is really good. Didn't Henry say that was good last week or something? I think he did. Yeah. Um, but, man, was that a good movie. I I really, really, really enjoyed that movie. Uh, so I'm a big Spider-Man fan. Like, growing up, I used to watch the TV series and all that. So that, that, that's, that franchise, if you will, means a lot to me as a sure. kid. So I uh, went to go see it, and it, it, I mean, it does a really, really good job. Because obviously, the main character is not the Peter Parker that we all know, but it's actually based off Miles Morales, who is the, he's a newer uh, iteration of Spider-Man. And they do a really good job with him. Um, so if you haven't seen it, the whole premise is like, uh, of course, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kingpin opens up, or he cre- ends up creating this like dimensional gateway, and As one they does. end up, yes, and they end up pulling like four or five different like spider people into the into Miles Morales's universe, sure. if you will. So, like, he's learning to try to become a Spider-Man because Spider-Man in his actual timeline, like, dies in this whole thing. But, like, it's really, really cool. But it's also <laughs> it's also interesting because, um, so, are you familiar with Spider-Man Noir? Yes. So, Spider-Man Noir is one of the Spider-Mans that gets pulled into the universe there. Nice. And it's voiced by Nicolas Cage. That's kind of Spider-Man Noir, yeah. And is Nicolas Cage if he was Spider-Man. Yeah, like he's, he, but like it, it, every Spider-Man has their own like Spider-Man flair. This, the, him just feels like Nicolas Cage got hired to do Spider-Man, right. 
and he's just pretending to be Spider-Man as Nicolas Cage. Because he can't not be Nicolas Cage. Uh, but it's a good movie. Like, it, it's really well done. Um, Marvel's always had a history with ha- having kind of meh reception on their animated stuff. Like, their, their live-action stuff is phenomenal, but their uh, animated has been lacking. This one, oddly enough, was really yeah, fucking good. I, the art style made a lot of use of vibrant colors. Um, it's not. It is fucking great. So I, you know, Mandy and I went to go see it last night. We actually went to a little local mm-hmm. theater nearby that was like a, attached to an arcade, and it was nice. Like it was a really, really enjoyable movie. If you like Spider-Man franchises, you'll definitely dig it. Um, I did. I will say I got a little bit emotional because uh, Stan Lee does his cameo in there, of course, and that kind of that hit me right in the feels, of course. So, um, but yeah, like it was. It was it was a great film from start to finish. It didn't feel slow. No, I've I've heard didn't nothing feel like but they good were like trying to keep up a pace or anything like that. Like it just, yeah, no, it was consistently just solid. So if if you you already saw Brawly, I know, but if you want to see something, you know, like that, it's I, yeah, I definitely recommend this one too. Um, but other than that, like, yeah, I don't, I, I didn't really do too much this week. I kind of just chilled yeah. and didn't. Relaxing, not doing too much. I'm enjoying the four day weekend I have coming up, which is really, really swell. So, uh, but yeah, other than that, everything's everything's going good. Not too bad. Play anything at all or not? Nah? Yeah. Um, not other than my usual. Wow, adventures. I forgot to mention this in mine. So. I I may I may be playing the Division Two. It turns out. I so have you caught the trailer that came out for it? I have not caught the newest trailer recently. I. I, I mean, I have my two games I can get for free from uh, from getting my RX 580. Yeah. I, so the trailer for The Division is you are working to actively stop a second American Civil War. Oh, okay. Like, And that game has gone from spineless and toothless to, okay... Maybe you do actually have something to say. I don't know, but I, I'm not sold just yet, but my perspective of, nah, I'm not playing The Division again has definitely softened to, maybe, maybe, maybe I will play it, actually. I don't know. Ah, uh, I, I mean, I definitely wanted to get it, just because, like, I need a, a gaming, like, loot shooter in my life. It comes out after Anthem, which is the problem. Does it? And that's oh. definitely a loot shooter. Yeah, I'm intrigued with how Anthem's gonna go, but I mean, I do get Division Two for free, so I'm not gonna be really yeah. Bank well, on that and one. they just did a um dev streamy thing that like they fixed the PC mouse and keyboard flying controls for Anthem. So is that oh, did they? Coming? Yeah, they, they they specifically addressed that, I guess. Oh, thank God, because the controls for that were fucking horrendous. Can't talk about that much more than that, but yeah, like it's the the um. VIP beta, which I think we both qualify for, is coming up in the near future. So I'll be curious what you think about that. Yeah, will it be uh, an an open beta, if you will, like in terms of like uh, streaming and stuff, or is it another closed beta? I don't know about the VIP one. There's a public beta after that. I'm assuming both the betas are, but I have no clue. But yeah, ah. okay, no idea. Yeah. Also, I wouldn't know how the controls are. <laughs> Why well, I stopped you from saying 
<laughs> news? Yeah, let's do some news. Right off the bat. Right off the bat, we got some Anthem news. Um, the producers of Anthem have come out and said there will be no loot boxes because, and I quote them, they serve no purpose. I, I'm intrigued on how EA is going to go with this. I can see how they're still going to do their microtransactions instead of just having a flat-out store without yeah. you having to randomize the chances of shit. And here's the thing. If they have something where it's just a store, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I think... I Say what you will about Fortnite. I can say a lot negative and a lot positive. The idea of people will just buy the shit they want and not feel ripped off because loot boxes is a really smart and, I might say, obvious discovery that I think people are realizing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially because they've said before, the stuff you can buy is all cosmetic. It's not anything like, yeah. oh, well, this gun you can buy for your javelin, and it's really fucking good. Man. No, I, I, I know me personally, it comes down to, if I want to change up my um, javelin's look, I want to be able to easily do that. Like, I don't want to have to go through and be like, man, I really hope I get that thing I've been trying to get out of these nine loot boxes. But it's like, no, I, I want to buy that helmet. I, it's like, I would pay more to buy exactly what I want than have the chance of getting something I want for less. Agreed. Yeah. That's pretty common knowledge, though, I think. But, yeah. Anthem continuing to say all of the right things. It's it's so weird being on YouTube and following kind of the... Because people were real fucking down on that game, and now they seem real positive. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's... And to, for it to be EA of all companies... It's, yeah, I've, I've seen enough stuff out there, and we're going to talk about this in a couple minutes, I think, too, where, like, EA's in a weird spot, where it's the, you have the FIFA, you have the Madden, you have the sports crowd, but they're not the ones that spend big money. They spend big, they, they spend big money, like, once or twice a year. Maybe you can microtransaction them some, but they're not the kind of the hardcore crowd, and... EA makes some games people care about a lot, like Titanfall 2. If they make a Titanfall 3, I will buy that. Why? Titanfall 2 was fucking amazing. I, I've heard that about Titanfall. Yeah. Well, 2 being really, really fucking good. If you've not played that, you should play that game. It is amazing. The campaign for that game from a company that, quote, doesn't care about single-player campaigns is one of the best shooter campaigns I've played in a long time. Like, it's up there with Doom. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. For totally different reasons, but like, yeah, it, it's impressive. Yeah, let's do all the EA news at once, I guess, if we're kind of on topic. So I'm kind of building off the um, Woo Anthem stuff. It, EA has got out there and officially announced that they have canceled that open world Star Wars game people seemed really excited about. It was codenamed Orca. Mm -hmm. I think this is the one they showed off when that person like slams their fist to that door frame. If you point batshit insane over, uh, this was like involved in the visceral stuff. It, uh, at least according to various sources, says that it was unbelievably early in development, so not a ton of work's getting lost in this process. But people seem real upset about this. Mm. Yeah, no, I've heard a lot of people really pissed off about it. But then again, I mean, I'm gonna guess that they're under a lot of pressure from Star Wars following the 
<clears throat> oh, wow, sorry. Um, they're under a lot of pressure considering what happened with uh, Battlefront 2 and all the negative press they got. I mean, granted, they fixed stuff, but... Sure. Uh, I think they're still under a lot of press or a lot of stress on that one. Yeah. So, um, maybe they're just like, well, I don't know if we're really ready for this right now. And if it's early enough in development, they could just exit, then I don't see why they would. Yeah, I, it's... It's weird because people seem really excited about a game that we never saw anything for. So the idea of being upset was like, I, I get the appeal of an open world kind of scoundrel bounty hunter game being appealing in that world. I do. I understand why that people would want that. It's like, what was it 1313 that got canceled? The people were like, oh shit. But again, we only ever saw that one trailer. With enough time, I could make a cool trailer for a Star Wars game that also doesn't exist. Yeah. And I guess kind of a couple days later, it came out from a couple sources that, you know, you know Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, that really popular Bioware game that people love and would love a third sequel to? Yeah. Apparently, EA is actively stopping that. What? Why? I guess Bioware has attempted to make Knights of the Old Republic 3 on a couple occasions, and every time EA has axed it. EA owns Bioware, right? Yeah. Huh. wonder why. Don't know. Extra confusing because EA has the rights to it. And that was kind of fueling a bunch of the, hey, maybe we'll get Knightsville Republic 3 or KOTOR 3 for the hardcore amongst us. Oh. Why, though? I don't know. That's yeah. Weird. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm going through this now. There's, there's other weird stuff. Like, they made two backwards compatible and made an up version of one available too so like people obviously know this game is still interesting to people so yeah no like yeah. I, I i know um <clears throat> what do you call it like everyone i've talked to who've played that is always like it's a great game loves it yeah it's... even even my boss at work is like oh yeah that's a great game like it's that... a great game yeah huh yeah i I think in light of that open world thing getting canceled, this one stings. Having this confirmed will sting for certain people more than me. I, it's weird. I, I I remember loving KOTOR 1 and KOTOR 2, but also they're such long games. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure I have the time to play either of those games ever again. Like, if I became a full-time streamer, that's the only way I could justify ever playing a KOTOR game again, start to finish. Mm-hmm. But different times, I guess. I don't know. It's I'd love to see a third one. I'd never make it through, probably. Uh, fuck that. I played all Persona 5. I, I could do that. <laughs> and you were planning on doing a Persona 5 Plus. Or whatever I will it. do a Persona 5 Plus once we know what the fuck Persona 5 R is. Yeah. You're going to play it. Don't you worry. Hey, you think well, you're getting away. The second time, but yeah. <laughs> you think you're getting away with it. You're not. Yeah. <laughs> well, I am. I'm a phantom thief, motherfucker. <laughs> the whole point of that franchise. But that's why I like Deadly School. It feels like a it feels like the next logical persona game where it's just it's like, nah, the murder is outside the weirdness. I, I know that this is long before I think you joined the podcast, Alex. Like me and Jeff talked about how I want the just straight delinquent school version of Persona. Mm-hmm. Like I want thug ass persona characters. Just thug ones. <laughs> well, like it's the every game has like kind of one thuggier character with some frequency, like in it varies how you interpret that from game to game. 
I want like the stereotypical anime delinquent school. Like I want Cromartie High persona. <laughs> I want dudes flexing on fools to be a mechanic. <laughs> you want to just flex on people all game? Who doesn't? <laughs> That's true. I'd love to fucking flex on them. Yeah. Fair enough. I'll give you that. Well, so, and speaking of flexing on fools, <laughs> I, I should not set the transition up, I promise. Uh, if you platinum God of War, the new one, not the old ones, you will get a special emblem that does nothing, but you get to flex on them fools with it. <laughs> you're not just any kind of God of War, you're a platinum God of War. Yeah. It's a cool little, it's a, it's a gamer icon for the PlayStation, it looks cool enough, uh, it's... I kind of dig that this type of shit's coming back because I missed it from 360 days. But it, it, it's, it's a weird flex, I'll give you that. Especially given how hard some of that shit in that game can get. Hmm. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. Alright, alright. Yeah. <laughs> in related kind of ridiculous news, uh, it has finally been confirmed that Resident Evil 2 will have tofu. What? You not know about this? The So... Oh, you know the, the giant tofu fucking... Oh my god, it took me yeah, a sec. He's, it's, he's back for the remake. Of course. Okay. Alright, I respect that. It was not confirmed up until this point. Tofu confirmed. I also think like the Mercenary Guts was confirmed, potentially, too. Or I could be thinking... It was a fourth player path. That might be Ada, or... I really hope it's Guts. I fucking love Guts. He was in the original, too, right? Like, as a... I don't know, actually. Cause what I thought the... he showed up in 3. Wasn't there a mercenary character you could play as in... That's Guts, yeah, that's... Okay. Yeah. Uh, what next? Um, go to your Activision stuff quickly? Sure. Um, so, it looks like Activision has hired a new CFO. Where is that yep. at here? Um, and he got a nice $15 million bonus to take the job. To make it weirder, he got that actually means... He got incentivized to take the job. Yeah. Boy. And also, a little tidbit, he used to work for Blizzard as a CFO in the first place. This is not the first time he's taken this job. This is the second time. <laughs> yeah, he was he was, uh, he was was a previous CFO for Blizzard, so... Let's give him a get name, Dennis Durkin. Dennis Durkin, yes. He's the new... He's I guess he's Activision Blizzard as overall, yeah. So... Um, yeah, just interesting that, like, obviously they've lost two CFOs recently, Spencer Newman, yeah. and of course, uh, I, I don't have her name listed in the article, but she was the one that was basically rumored to be the one who came to Blizzard and was like, we need to cut costs. So, um, yeah, they've lost two and they got a new one now, but I mean, yeah, sure. With a company that's been talking about, hey, let's cut costs. Hey, let's do this. Offering $15 million to a guy to take a job he's already had. Yeah. Does not look good for optics. No, it looks actually quite I, I, I shitty. I have never fully figured out how the corporate world works in that stuff where it's like, it's your signing bonus. I, I've never encountered a signing bonus ever in my life. His signing bonus is higher than his freaking. Okay, so his salary looks like he's going to, before like all the crazy perks and all that stuff. He's going to make about $900,000. Yeah. That's his salary. His sign-in bonus to do it is 15 years worth of salary, potentially. Yeah. Just yeah, let that sink in. This goes back to, I don't know what the CFO really does for a company like EA, for Activision. 
but I don't know how you justify getting paid a million dollars a year to do that. Uh, I don't know. For bigger minds than myself, but... Sure. I don't know, man. It's just... Uh, Activision's just been... like Blizzard and Activision right now, like, overall, they're just hitting a lot of really bad marks. Everything's optics, everything's bad. It just doesn't look like... Yeah. At this point, they have anything going on anytime soon that's like, okay. Because, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, there's actually one I just noticed on here. Is that the only Activision news we have? I thought we had one more. I think that's all we got. So I'll, I'll throw one in here really quick that I guess I, I just saw yesterday. But, um, so I guess Blizzard announced their esports stuff for this year. So you have the new arena tournament, which is like the 3v3 with players and PvP combat. You have a mythic dungeon tournament, which is like an invitational where they have all big guilds send out like their top five to do this dungeon thing and all that. Um, and they're going to be selling stuff for you to watch it. Like, sure. that's never been a thing before, but now it's like, Hey, we're selling you all these fun little toys and this and that. And you know, if you want to donate to the players doing this, they get 40% of it. It's like, um, what? You, it's just terrible optics. It really feels like. Wait, it's does a, this mean they're basically adding like that Twitch style bit system to esports? In a kind of way, yeah. They're going to be selling like toys, I guess they called it, or some sort of weird thing like that. Um, so I, I think it was Giant Bomb I was listening to this week, and they reminded me that that whole bit system is essentially turned Twitch into cam girl services because it's tipping. Yeah, they have cam girlified esports. Yeah, so what they're doing is Blizzard is basically crowdfunding their esports for this year. So it just it feels really fucking dirty. Sure. Yeah. I, so I, it, it's really weird that in my brain right now I'm like cam girl sites or Blizzard more respectable right now. Their upfront practices, cam girl sites. Yeah, yeah. No, they're they're upfront about it at least. Yeah. No, if you go to just chatting or like the real life. Yeah, channels on uh, on Twitch. No, those are cam girls. Just softcore. Sorry, but that's just what it is. Do you think we'll get like go uh, go one on one modes now? I don't know. Because that's really... what it's truly cam site technology. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just the fact that they're this time around they're going to be crowdfunding fucking their own esports this year. Okay, so a little bit of self, a little bit of defense there. Like that's what the um, uh, Dota International's done for years now. The prize pool has been indirectly crowdfunded by selling that compendium, and the sales of that help drive up what the final pool is going to be. It just it's feels... not that, but it's similar. It just feels really fucking dirty. Because even like, okay, so this is kind of just obviously trying to emulate that, but like even. Uh, what's that company? Even Riot. Riot doesn't fucking have you crowdsource their shit from what I've heard. Yeah, but they also do one thing and one thing only, and it makes them a shit ton of money. And also, we don't know what Riot's going to do this year. Like, they've been under the gun enough that they might have to change stuff up some. I, it's They also have a bunch of, like, uh, broadcasting deals overseas that we just don't have for anything like that in the U.S. Uh, it just... It just feels really dirty man like they're basically begging I, for that i don't disagree with your analysis on this one i think it's 
maybe a little harsher than warranted, but it's it's not far off. I these are these are the smaller tiers of tournaments though too, right? Say again. Like uh, compared to like the OWL, where do these fall on like like where the, viewership wise? Where do WoW esports fall? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I watch the like I said, I watch the Overwatch stuff, so they definitely had a lot of like, a, they had a lot of viewership on there. So. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. This, this, this appears to be specifically WoW esports, not, not like not general Blizzard specifically WoW. Yeah, it's just like I'm, and we already I, pay a subscription into this game. I'm not crowdfunding. I don't want to crowdfund your esports. Oh game. no, I I agree. There's some scumminess to it, but also like, did you know there was WoW esports prior to this? Yeah, I used to watch some of the arena tournaments. Oh, I I had no clue. I. I this is not a thing I knew existed previously. Yeah, no, um, I know it's actually one of the highlights of the uh, BlizzCon. They have the, uh, like the dungeon tournaments. Like they actually, they, okay, so a long time ago, they actually had this really cool thing where it was, um, it was a guild versus guild at BlizzCon where they would spawn bosses randomly outside of Orgrimmar. And okay. two guilds were competing on the strategies and killing the bosses on the spot. So why has it got to be Orgrimmar? Just because it's a nice open field area. Fair. Um, and it was pretty cool because you had these two guilds that were online, but they were tuned into, I guess, to the special server, and they were able, like, Blizzard themselves were spawning stupid, ridiculous shit, and they had to like deal with it on the fly. And watching like sure. the, the pro guilds do that was really cool. It actually, sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, they've done that before. They've also done it where like they'll do like, okay, you have to do this dungeon. Here you go. It's a five man mythic, but it's like at a super high difficulty. And these these guys compete. Like it's it's not just a PvP competition, but they have no, a no, PvP I, one. It, that explanation makes sense. And my point is more I had no clue this existed. I'm not sure what the popular like what the actual viewing popularity is. Like it's the if five hundred thousand people are watching it, that's still numbers that are worth celebrating and stuff, but it's not necessarily self sustaining at that size. Yeah. But I mean Dota is in a subscription-based game, so they crowdfund because people don't necessarily pay into a sub to play it. I yeah, let's not go into that just yet. That's a more complicated topic because they're essentially selling a battle pass to fund in a game already with microtransactions and stuff. I, I don't know. I get the yeah. impression that Dota Vanilla, without other stuff, makes them a shit ton of money, and the battle pass is. No exception to that rule. It's another way to spend money, and yeah, I. Yeah, but like I think with their I, yeah. their battle pass, you get the stuff there. Like, how many months has this expansion been out, and we still can't play as the Kultaras humans or the Zandalari trolls? Shit, they said will be part of this expansion. Yeah, you still can't play as those races in this game. Yeah, how many of the how many of those new races can you play as yet? The ones that were announced specifically for Battle for Azeroth. Or like the other ones, like the special orcs and the cool Tauren. Though the cool the cool Terrans, you can't. Okay. The Zandalari trolls, you can't. But the other ones they talked about, those were Legion announced. So you didn't need to have Battle for okay. Azeroth to play as those, and you unlock those with Legion content. So okay. technically, they're not they're not a Battle for Azeroth content. But you okay. can't even create one or play as one or race change as one. And since it's been out, like 
Even in Legion, yeah, I play a scenario, I got a Demon Hunter right off the bat. When Wrath of the Lich King came out, I can make a Demon Hunter after like a two-hour campaign. It's there. I can make one. I can make Blood Elves and Draenei as soon as the expansion went live. I can no, I make, like, yeah, their time-gating shit they said should have already been there. So at least with a battle pass, you, you know, you're, you, you already know what you're expecting. Here we were told, hey, this is what you're getting, and you're still paying to a subscription. No, oh, sure, shit. yeah. That was not much dissuade from the scumminess that is the current Blizzard situation. That was more of a devil's advocate. Yeah, no, I get where you're coming from. That. Yeah. It's just, again, guess... it's Activision, and it riles me the fuck up. So. Oh, no, I, <laughs> I understand. Well, let's see if this riles you down some. While we're talking about Dota indirectly, um, remember Artifact, the uh, Dota card game? Yeah, I've heard it's not doing too swell. It is burning through its player base at just an unprecedented rate. And by that, I mean a 97.5% drop since launch. Holy shit. Apparently, it's as of kind of recent numbers were taken, its current player count dropped below uh, 1,500. Oh, my God. That's, that's like... Battleborn levels or whatever. From a high of 60,740-ish. That's bad. That's that's fucking... What's that? What's uh, Cliffy B's Battle or Overwatch S game? Oh, um... Oh... Uh, Lawbreakers. Yeah, that's Lawbreakers level fucking drops in, in players. Holy shit. Yep. Damn, that's bad. Oh my gosh. And so that was supposed to be their response to Hearthstone, right? Um, yeah, I'd say it's more kind of a anything you can do, we can do better. Any response, but and then because oh. it, it's not like Hearthstone's been around for a short period of time. Uh huh. I'd say it's more reaction to Gwent. Oh really? Oh, Gwent. That's right. That's the uh, that's that the was one a from joke. Witcher. Hey, you never. Some people want it. Uh, Valis said they're committed to Artifact, but there may be no reason to soon enough. But it's got its first major tournament coming up, so yeah, you could win a million bucks. <laughs> Yay? Yeah, I. <laughs> I still don't fully get the appeal of card games in digital. I, I get it intellectually as a person who used to fucking love card games. It's like, mm, no. Not for me. Yeah, I tried doing Hearthstone for a bit. It was alright, but I just ultimately couldn't stay on it. It's also not sustainable as a game. Like, yeah, I, it's expensive. Yes, that's that's why it's appealing to companies to try and rip off. Yep. Uh, you want to do Netflix stuff, Mortal Kombat? Uh, this is a quick one, actually. Uh, this is kind of a no-frills news article for you. Microsoft has stealthily, might be the wrong word, but we're going to call it that just to kind of drive home this wasn't a big deal, has removed the Carlton and Floss dance from Forza Horizon 4. Uh, <laughs> that was in there for your avatar to do as like a celebration after races and stuff. This is obviously in reaction to them lawsuits that are ranking up, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if those things are actually going to I don't know how those court cases will hold up, but... This is covering your ass. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised Bungie hasn't pulled those yet. Does Bungie have those in the game? Their flossing is definitely in Destiny 2. 
Destiny. Well, I haven't played Destiny it 2. It might while, be so. different enough. I think the Carlton's in Destiny 2 as well. Huh. They might be different enough they get away with it, but I don't. I've, I know Flossing's definitely in there. That's the first time I saw Flossing. It was like, that's dumb. Yeah. Huh. Okay, well, I guess, I mean, it's a smart move business-wise if it's yeah. like a pending lawsuit thing, because then other people will come your way, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know, if, unless you're making Buku bucks. Well, no, it's Microsoft, so of course they're making fucking Buku bucks. And for and Forza Horizon's done well for them. Yeah. It appears to be a successful game, if you will. Huh. Well, hopefully this lawsuit thing gets settled, and then we can have our flossing back in our game. Or don't. Imagine a world where you can't floss in video games. I don't want to live in that world. I want to live I in a world do. of flossing and Millie, Milliwop and the Carlton. Imagine a world where you can go to a basketball game and your immediate takeaway isn't, man, every kid ever knows how to floss. I, I, I want to go to like big events and have, like, have them have a floss cam. Like, well, let, go to a basketball game. My, yeah. my girlfriend went to a basketball game this week, and her like her first basketball game, and her takeaway from it was, "Man, does every kid in LA know how to do the floss dance?" Yeah, it's like when uh when people were doing the jerk or whatever they called it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to find it for you. But yeah, no, that was the thing, and I know because I was one of those kids. I got to know how to do it. Ha <laughs> ha. Alex, you're like 20-something. Yeah. No, I gotta do it. I gotta be hip. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you know how to floss, Charlie? Because if you don't, you need to learn how to Fuck floss. Fuck no. Oh, you gotta learn how to floss. I do not. We gotta make it a big incentive. Like, if somebody makes a big, like, either donation to the stream or to like, Extra Life or something like that, that you, you gotta floss, bro. You gotta do it. In the words of a comedian, I have forgotten the name of but wish to credit for this by saying it's not my original joke i'm a straight white male from new england you can have a gun to my head saying dance or we kill you and i'm like i'll die <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> don't worry i'll do it i'll floss for both of us charlie please don't yeah. i will take that man's gun and shoot you for flossing let's do it i'll be like damn that was hardcore it's the weirdest suicide pact ever <laughs> um, which one next? Uh, let's do the Pinkertons because that's funny. That one is really interesting because I didn't even realize they existed until this Either. whole thing so came I, out. So, are you a student of history, Alex? A little bit, not too much recently, but so go on. When I started playing Red Dead, my only knowledge of the phrase Pinkerton was a reference to back in ye old um labor rights days. There was a group called the Pinkertons that would go around and start shit with um, protesters and stuff. Like they were essentially corporate enforcers that would like union break for you, mm -hmm. and would get in fights and murder people and shit. Like they were a gang you could hire. So that was my only context for Pinkerton. And then it turns out the Pinkertons are in Red Dead as like a detective agency and also a gang that maybe you can hire. But apparently, there's a third real world version of the word Pinkerton where. They're a detective agency. Yeah, they're a real thing. I didn't realize that. Yeah. It's a, it's a Pinkerton Consolidation Investigation, now a subsidiary of Securitas AB, whatever the hell that means. I, it's, it's a real company that kind of, maybe not with the same vengeance and number of horses and civilian fatalities as 
Red Dead implies are involved in the Pinkerton lifestyle, but that's them. And they are suing Red Dead over <laughs> royalties for using their name, and this would be pretty cut and dry if it wasn't for the fact that the phrase Pinkerton gets thrown around with some frequency throughout history in various books and stuff. Like, this is not a new usage of Pinkerton. It's probably mostly a, man, you guys make us look real bad, and also, you got that money. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, they're a historical agency, too, so does that even, does that hold out as far as a, a case goes? If you're a real thing and you own the rights to your name still, like, yeah, I guess, but, like, this is the first time I've heard of them suing anyone because I had no idea the fucking Pinkertons were still around. I assumed Pinkerton was slang from history and not a real thing. A real wrong thing. Like, a, an organized... Okay, organized is the wrong track. A formal company thing? I mean, I, I, I get that. But, like, I mean, if they're considered a part of history, could you basically, like... Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's weird, because, like, you hear... I mean... Maybe this doesn't really count as a good case because, um, uh, what do you call it? Because people use like the the old like LAPD. Like for example, let's let's use um, what's that LA Nor whatever game that was out for a while? Yeah. yeah. Um, technically, that's that's LAPD. They're still an existing agency today. That's different, I think. But that's it, it is it's a government agency. I'm guessing that's not why it's... private. Yeah, the Pinkertons is a private thing. Okay. But, like, what if somebody were to use, like, oh, what's the name? What's the guys who did all the railroadways back in the early 1900s? I let's, let's, say, let's name some oil know. tycoons. Let's just, you, like, if they use an oil tycoon's company name. Yes. They're still around today, and they're still kind of technically a part of history. Would that count? Like, um... I don't know who you're referring to specifically, but also potentially. Okay, so let's just go with Rockefeller. That's let's use okay. that. That that's an iconic, famous name back in the day for you know American Industrial Revolution, all that. Yes, stuff. I think the difference being, I don't know if Rockefeller Inc., if you will, for a bad name, is still active today and is the same thing that's being referenced. I. I do not know on this one. I, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on how any of this legally plays out or how any of this works. I think it's more like if you were directly referencing Rockefeller Center, which is a real place, um, yeah. then the owners or proprietors or runners of that could take issue. But like just the word Rockefeller, that's maybe up for grabs because... The guy's dead, I think. I'm not sure if his family's still around or not. I I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know on this one, even. I, it's, I, it may also be kind of like how like a bunch of those entered into royalty-free copyright stuff for the first time in like 40 years. It, it could be that they keep re-upping it so it remains active. I, I don't mm. know. I seriously don't know. Uh, I am intrigued to see where that would go, though. Yeah, I suspect they'll settle out of court and we'll never hear another thing about this again. But who knows? Again, what? How many companies is that now? People going after Rockstar now? One or two for just Red Dead Redemption Two. I feel like this is. What's you thinking of? This is the first one I remember. Okay, I could have sworn someone else went after Red Dead recently. But... I 
probably some labor unions or something, but huh. don't know. Okay. Don't know. Uh, next up, Mortal Kombat had a thing. Okay, did you watch this reveal thing? I did! God, that game looks fucking good! Yeah, that game... So, the most impressive part of that entire thing was that trailer they showed off at the Game Awards. That game fucking looks like the trailer they showed off at the Game Awards. It does. It looks... Horrifyingly so. Uh, That game is brutal and gory in a way Mortal Kombat has never achieved. Yeah, no, it looks... It just... Wow, like, it looks good, and they got, like, some old characters that, like, are coming back, like, was it Scarlet, I believe, is coming back from MK9? She's not, this is her first official, like, canon appearance, I think. No, she was in MK9. As she's DLC. A, yeah, that's what I mean, though, but, like, people, yeah. like, she's been a, kind of a popular No, and she looks so. cool as shit, too. She does. Her fatality is probably my fucking favorite I... so far. It's okay. It's not fucking scorpion jumping into the ground with that flying chain and cutting the dude in half by popping up behind him or when Sub-Zero did that ice thing and then took the guy's head off and ran it on that ice spike through the guy's chest already. But yeah, oh, it, it's okay. I don't know. Sorry, but beating a dude or beating someone to the point where they're almost dead and then draining blood out of their body to make blood spikes to go through their body, and then the last one go through their fucking head? Is I'm not saying metal. it's not cool. I'm just saying maybe I'm more of a purist. If you're gonna kill someone, you better kill them with stuff you brought. Killing someone with their own blood, it's, it's nifty and inventive or whatever, but it's no, I'm gonna summon this giant spike wall of ice and impale you on it. Uh, I guess we'll agree to disagree. Uh, yeah, we will. Baracus is pretty cool, too. He literally breaks his blades in your fucking so body. So gratuitous. Oh. And, like, I love, like, the snapshots where, like, it turns into cinematic. Yeah. Like, it looks good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And the face animations didn't look really bad. Like, no, pretty I, good. <laughs> this is, like, peak Mortal Kombat, and it looks brutal. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I I bought the last one. I will probably buy this one. Maybe not immediately. I know you had a bunch of problems when you bought the last one because you got it on PC. Yeah, and their PC like support was garbage yes, for a it long was time. Problematic, and that was really fucking annoying. So yeah. I'm very hesitant to buy it on PC just because of that fact. But damn, does it look good? Yes, it does. Oof, oof, oof. Yeah. Do they even announced the release date yet? It's um, it'll be out April twenty first. It looks good. It looks gory. It's this maybe is as far as Mortal Kombat should go. Mm-hmm. You can keep making them, but I'm not sure you need to get more realistic. Yeah, no, like, any more realistic, we're literally hurting people who play the game. Yeah, although no, that that'd be bad. <laughs> yeah, and there's uh, it's, the story kind of seems plausible. Like they're doing the uh, injustice thing where. You have mild character kind of customization, and the justification for it is one of the, I guess the villain this time around is bringing people from different timelines of MK to fight each other, so that opens up the realm for, you don't have to play as Undead Liu Kang, or you can play as Undead Liu Kang, we can have them both in the game, who the fuck cares? Mm-hmm. I, I want to see the full roster, it could be cool, it really depends on who they have, like if 
Smoke was not in the last Mortal Kombat, and I fucking love playing as Smoke. And I don't think either Cryak or Sector were in the last one either. And if I can get a version of Smoke where I can play as Ninja Smoke or not or or Cyborg Smoke, that'd be real fucking cool. I fucking love me some Smoke. Yeah. No. It, 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 he yeah he's the original vape god. Yeah. <laughs> Only when he does it is it cool though. Everyone else is lame. Yeah. Um. Who next? I want to leave the fun one for the end. Uh, Machinima or Netflix? Uh, let's just do Netflix real quick. All right, so uh, Netflix got out there and said a kind of bizarre statement, which is they don't really view HBO and Hulu as competitors. Their biggest competitor is Fortnite. Well, it makes sense. Time is money. Yeah, and I, I yes, and the idea that we've reached a point where a media platform is saying a video game is our biggest competitor because it's the only thing other people are spending more time on than us is kind of cool. Weird to think about, but kind of cool. And this kind of comes out in the wake of that new uh, price increase from Netflix for going up, what's it, like two or three bucks? At least in the yeah, US. I think it's only going up like one or two dollars at most. Yeah. I, every time they increase it, I think about canceling in all honesty. Hmm. And then I don't, but yeah, it it not much more news here beyond the idea that in H that Netflix's mind they compete and lose to Fortnite more than they do HBO, which is nuts to think about. <laughs> I, I guess their biggest competitor for a long time was uh, YouTube indirectly. Does that mean like now Twitch is technically their biggest competitor? Uh, I think that is kind of the Fortnite platform. Possibly that sounds about right, actually. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Second to last, but definitely not least important in that regard. Machinima, a blast from the gaming past on YouTube, has, after their kind of YouTube channel redesign, privated every single one of their internal channels to date videos, essentially removing all that content from YouTube. Can no longer be accessed. Your only options are compilation videos if you want to see that. Yeah, no, they everything just I think minus a few videos themselves, they literally all just whoosh. Yeah. Gone. Allegedly they're kind of reforming with new creators and stuff like that, but it's been there have been lots of weird stories about Mishinima for a while. Like they laid off all their internal staff at one point, uh Channels I watched all went independent and kind of split off and do their own thing, either join up with Rooster Teeth or doing Patreon or whatever. And it's not been the same machinima I used to follow for a long time. Like, fuck, once the green logo happened, I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I stopped watching it a long time ago. Yeah. But, yeah. Huh. That sucks. I mean, I, I think I, I've heard it has something to do with the fact that they got bought out by at yes. Either they're now owned by Otter Media, O T E R Media, E R Media. So I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. Can't think uh -huh. of that way too. And it's not quite clear what that means. Hmm. Well, I think they're well. One of the theories I heard is they're trying to make everything super family friendly right now. Sure. And I, I could imagine that they made their bread and butter on a while for people like Super Best Friends and Maximilian Dude and like the number of YouTube channels that were 
I guess, part of their network, but weren't officially on their page, was a lot bigger than I ever thought it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. Hmm. No. <clears throat> Last but not least, the biggest news of the week, if you will, Rocket League now has full crossplay. It has entered the exceedingly exclusive PlayStation crossplay beta. Yeah, that's right. It, it, PS4 or PlayStation finally it was like, okay, guys. Yeah. Well, that's good. Maybe this will open up the pathway for future games, but it's, who knows? You've had Anthem hint they're trying for that on a couple occasions, which would be cool. That would be really fucking cool. Yep. Uh, just for the record, you will be randomly matchmade across all platforms. It's There are ways of grouping up with specific people, but it's a little more in-depth than that. I don't fully understand the... I think it's basically you create a private match, you can invite people to it. Or if they have an access key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully they do something. Like, I'd love to see more, like, multi... What do you call it? Multi-platforming like that. Because it just means the game overall has a bigger yeah. audience. Like, we've talked... How much have we talked about that shit for, um... What's it called? How many have we talked about for Destiny? Destiny? Yeah. Hell, even a cross-platform save feature. That's all I want. All I want. All I've ever wanted from that game. Hmm. One day, Charlie. One day. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll see. <laughs> but that's it for news this week. We have one email this week to get through, but Ooh. if you want to contact us, Alex, how did you go about doing that? It's very simple. You would go ahead and pull up your email client, uh, whichever you prefer. There's no actual preference or lockdown this, to this. Um, and you would type in the email address, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that email again? Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Wicked Awesome Cast at gmail.com spells it sounds down in the show notes, etc. etc. This one comes in from No Name this week, so we're going to keep it anonymous. Dear Wicked Awesome Cast, I'm sure you've all heard that the Switch 2.0 design rumors that have been going around for a few months now. Recently, Charlie has been talking about how he bought a grip thing that, into, thing to, in his words, fix the Switch. And while I don't think Henry or Alex is, well, I don't think Henry or Alex own switches. I'm sure they both touched them and some thought and have some thoughts about the systems. Mm-hmm. If we really are due for a hardware update, what would you like to see out of the new switch? Uh fix the joysticks. Like Yeah, the controllers on that, aren't they? Yeah. Like I'd go so far as to say if you made a switch where the Joy Cons were not removable, I might buy a second and in part of fixing that, in part of doing that, you made it so Joy Cons were ergonomically placed. I would buy that. I I would genuinely think about buying that. Actually, hmm. It's it's. I know I sound hyperbolic when I say that it's really hard to understate just how much that grip thing I bought for my Switch really fixes that console, in my opinion. Like it, I tried playing it without it recently, and that thing feels mildly unplayable without it. Oh, shit, I forgot to talk about a game I played this week. Well, let's, let's wrap it up with that. Go on, sir. I it's like I guess in context, I, I played Travis Strikes Back, the um, uh, the No More Heroes game, and I initially was playing it without the grip, so I had to like, dig it out of my box, and I was holding it, and I'm like, this kind of fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. And I, I broke down. Like, I was sitting on my couch watching something and playing it at the same time, and I, it's... I don't enjoy playing that thing really in. If, 
it's weird. Like that that game's not good enough that it's a fantastic No More Heroes game. The gameplay's a little bit lacking, so I feel like putting it on my TV to be like, okay, yeah, I need some other background stuff going on for me to kind of keep engaged. But I, it's it is really hard for me to state just how rotten I think holding that thing is, and it's hard to understand how rotten it is until you feel it in that grip I bought because it fixes an issue I didn't know I actively had. Like, it's... I'm sure you've had this. Like, you bought something that fixed a problem in your life that, like, maybe it's not a big one, but it's a convenience of some kind that goes from, like, a thing that passively annoyed you that you didn't even recognize to, like, you're actively like, oh, this is better, and I didn't know it was bad previously. Like, that is my feelings on the current Switch setup. I yeah, I guess like a less fragile one, one that's got a bigger hard drive built in. It's like I wouldn't mind a heavier and bigger one. Like if they put out one that's basically like a fucking Wii U gamepad that's just all locked up in hard plastic and stuff, I'd kind of be down with that. Yeah, I I don't like how the current Switch feels fragile, like all the goddamn time. Yeah, a little part is a little bit flimsy. That kind of freaks me out. Yeah. No, and again, like my that grip I bought. Makes it feel a lot less fragile because it all like it locks it into hard plastic. I'm like, nah, it ain't going anywhere. Home is safe. <laughs> it's not so much what I'd fix. I think that the um the switch should come with a pro controller. Like the I get why they do it, but the fact that it doesn't come with a pro controller, I think, is kind of rotten. Because I definitely bought that thing because I think playing that thing sucks. Yeah, I'd probably do the same well, the thing. Make it a lot better. I, it's yeah. I'd I'd probably just buy a pro controller too, just because. I got any more on this? Do you have anything? Uh no, you pretty much hit the the nail yeah. right on the. Yeah, I, it's it it just feels always too fragile to me. I, it's like I, I'm worried to take it outside ever, and I like all the videos I watched on my grip thing before I bought it talk about how it's like if you were putting this in a backpack without a, without a case on it, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, yeah, no, that's that's completely right. It feels in the same way the first generation of iPod or iPad did, where it's like this thing could just break in my hand any second, mm-hmm. and then I'd be out thousands, hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars for the iPad. Yeah, those are free emails. WickedAwesomeCast@gmail.com. Send them in. We love re- we love getting them. And how about that's it for this week's episode? You got anything, Alex? Uh, other than like finally gonna start rating again or streaming and all that. Um, new rate tier comes out this. Tuesday, so I will be doing possibly an alt run this Tuesday, but definitely going to be stepping right into the new raid, normal and heroic, uh, starting next or sorry this week coming up. So Friday and Saturday. What is and, that like? Mystic Ultra Plus Ultra? Uh, well, there's so there's normal, hero, heroic, and mythic. Mythic being the hardest difficulty, but that won't open up until the following week. Gotcha. So we're going to tackle normal and heroic. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you if that's something you guys want to check out, or me complain about playing WoW but still being a whore to the system, then uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a ways out. But I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna try and find a way to stream Anthem when it comes out. I don't quite know how I'll do that, but I would yeah. I I'd be down to stream some of that with you too. Yeah, I, it's I guess it's like now's as good time to talk about it as any. Like I I'm not totally sure what the exact future. Of the SWS part of our little ventures going to be, I, it's 
there's a certain professionalism I like putting into the video quality for that stuff that occasionally kind of slows down our production schedule. So once I'm all set up, I might start doing kind of a where Alex has this kind of independent, like stream as you will stuff. I might start doing more of that and SWS may become more of our formalized content again. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And if I wind up going that approach, I might start doing some just small kind of low effort sounds wrong, but like lower production quality streams just on my own too. I don't know yet. I'll probably be under Mordak. I, it's weird. I'm I, the fact that people never fucking pronounce Mordak as Mordak, despite leap speak being a thing that everyone can fucking read is finally getting to me. So I may go through a fucking rebranding if I'm not careful. <laughs> it's yeah. I was playing with some phone recently. And just, there was like, it's like, you know, at least because yeah. Then why the, Fuck! You keep pronouncing my name wrong. Oh, it's it's more four K. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Why would someone name themselves that? What's a Mordak? What's a fucking your username? Crying baby three three seven. What's that a reference to? Fuck you. I'm sorry. That's not Dark Vegeta Sand Prince twelve. Ooh. <laughs> fucking edge lordy motherfucker. <laughs> You want to uh, should we close it out this week? Get the hell out of here? Sure, I thought we were going to close it out in your special fashion. Oh, we're, we're going to. I was just giving you notification we are going to do that. Yeah, let's, let's close it out. Do it, Charlie. Alright, give me a sec to prepare. Kakarot! Kakarot!